Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you, man. You guys look good this morning. I'm glad you're here. And if this is your first time maybe with us here at Faith Renew, we always love to do this. Just want to let you know we're glad you're here. So maybe in-house, it could be there, join us online, wherever you may be. But Faith Renew family, do this. Let all of our first-time guests know you love them this morning. Would you please do that? Amen. We have a, uh, not first-time guest, but first time with us on a Sunday morning on the very front row. My beautiful daughter is holding her beautiful daughter there for the first time in-house with us on a Sunday morning. Face stand up. She's tucked in there somewhere. Eliza Kate Huff. So beautiful. We always love to recognize our first-time little ones. And man, it's exciting to see so many little ones in this place. Amen. I love it. Love it. So thankful for the family, for growing, for all that God is sending our way. And we're just excited today that you're here to be a part of that. Amen. Well, we do this every week. In case you don't know it, we go to the Bible. Family knew that answer. Amen. Do this if you would. Grab your sword and go with me to Isaiah chapter 44. Come on, Isaiah chapter 44. Somewhere probably in the middle of your Bible close in there. But Isaiah chapter 44, and if you use the YouVersion Bible app, uh, you can do this right now. You can click there on the YouVersion app, then hit the little more button, and then events, and you'll see Faith Renewed right there. I encourage you this morning to, if you use that app, to follow right along. And this is one you may want to save. A lot of passages uh, today, a lot of Bible today, and a lot of lot here, and um, it's, it's a great uh, you know, one to save because this is one that you can have conversations with people about. So uh, I encourage you to do so. But Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6, if you've got it, would you say amen? amen. Verse 6 says this. It says, thus says the Lord. All right, Isaiah the prophet speaking on behalf. Here we go. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel. And his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. And this is huge. Besides me, there is no God. Come on. Besides me, there is no God. Let's pray. Let's talk to the one who hears us. So, Father, you alone are God. And Lord, it is today, Lord, I just want today just declare, Lord, just who you are over this house, Lord, and over this place, God. And may each of us today get a better picture, a more clear understanding, and get to know you more, Father. And Lord, it is in you that we live, Lord. It's in you that we move, Lord. And it's in you that we have our being. And it's you we honor in this room. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Can we do this? Can we show love to all of our beautiful mothers one more time? Can we just let all of them know how much we love and appreciate all of our mothers? Oh, man. Happy Mother's Day to you. We love you so much, and we are so 
thankful. We're so blessed with some incredible mothers here at Faith Renewed. And I just, I just pray you have the best day you've had in a long time. And so thank you so much for all that you do. Um, you often get so overlooked and you don't get recognized and honored enough. And so just want to, before I get into this word, honor you and just say thank you for who you are, for what you do, for what you bring to this house, all the spiritual moms and all those who are pouring into and being a part, helping us to raise up another generation of Jesus for each, amen, who love God with everything in them. And so you just are helping to make that happen. So we are just so thankful for you. And today as we open up the word and share today, I was previous, I was going to like share a Mother's Day message. And the title of that message, in case you was wondering what I was going to preach, is why mothers are so important. Amen. And that was that was the original intent for this Sunday. But uh, it was wild as I was praying this week, as I was spending time with the Lord, opening up his word, going after the heart of him and what I believe he would have his share. He didn't give me a message entitled, Why Mothers Are So Important. I was like, well, Lord, you know, it's Mother's Day, you know, so uh, he didn't give me that, and I was, so I was like, man, I could go back, I've preached Mother's Day messages, and I could put something together, and I was, and God was like, bruh, don't, nah, you know, so, uh, so this is, today is not the Mother's Day message, and so I'm, I'm thankful for this church, this house, who allows me to share what God puts in my heart. Amen. I'm just so thankful for you. Thankful for allowing me to do that. And so today, it's not a Mother's Day message. It's a, it's a message, I believe, for moms and for all of us and for each person who's here and listening today. I believe God's going to show you some things and reveal himself to you. Now, we're in a series itself called Why? And I love it, man. We've been looking at why. It's kind of a picture, a glimpse of what we're about as a church, why we do what we do why we believe what we believe, and, and, and we're answering questions throughout this series. And I, I think, again, it's just it's incredible. Last week, Pastor Andrew shared a message that you need to download, listen to again, and it's called Why Faith Track, because he helped us discover our purpose. Amen. How many knows everybody in this room, you have a purpose? Come on, every person here, you have a purpose, you have value. So again, just encourage you to listen to that. But today, I want to share what God gave me for today and what I believe he's put on my heart so clearly. And it's this, why God? All right, why God? Why is he the one? Why is it that you hear that, 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 that we talk about God? Why is it that we honor God? Why is it that we serve God? Why is it that he's the one? And, and so again, I, I want to read from our statement of faith, and I'm trying to do that as much as I can throughout this series, about God, about what we believe. It says this, it says that we believe that God is eternally existent. So that means before time. I mean, timeless. And so again, people are like, how did things come to be? Well, you know, it had to be a creator, someone outside of time. And so again, he was eternal. We believe eternally existent in three separate persons. Now we believe this, comprised of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all are one representing the Holy Trinity. So that's what we believe. You can read that on our statement of faith. Come to a faith track. Learn more about what we believe. And so, again, you can see that. But when you say or when you think about and when you hear the word God, what does that do for you? And what should it do for you? And so I hope today it stirs something in your heart as we think about God. And I love this. I was thinking about, again, illustrations to just go with this message today. And it's one that I love. And of course, it's a true story. And it happened in our house. It was almost 20 years ago. 
It was back, way back in the day, almost 20 years ago. I was in student ministry at the time. I was a student pastor. I had a part-time job that I worked every morning at 4.30 in the morning. So I was at my part-time job, and a young family at home while at home, about 5 a.m., 4.45, 5 a.m., a tornado came through Simpsonville. And so it was, if you remember, man, this was many years ago, and it was one of those times, man, where, again, tornadoes, they don't play, man. You know, that's just one of those things that, again, can, can push you if you let it in a place of fear. And so, but I, I love what it put my family in a place of. It did this. It put them underneath the closet, underneath our stairs, all right, that's where that's just wisdom. All right, so again, that's just something we should again have a plan in place if something goes down. And so, my young wife, along with at the time Faith, who was little, and then Adam, who was probably again close to three, maybe or so years old, somewhere around that age, about again like 20 years ago. They're sitting there, and the tornado actually comes through Simmonsville, takes the roof off of a hotel just about a mile away from us, and the entire house is shaken. I'm at my part-time job praying, protection and covering over them. And as they sat there, it was just one of those moments where, again, if you've ever been in a moment like that, it comes through, everything begins to shake, and then there's just a silence. And it was wild because Faith looks over it, Faith, our angel looks over at Faith and Adam and checks on them, holding them, make sure they're okay. And Adam had this look on his face. And she looked at him and she was just like, Adam, what are you doing? He said, I'm just thinking about God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. You, you know what I want us to do today? I, I want us to be thinking about God Amen. I hope we get that today. And so I know this, I understand this, and I recognize this. There's no way today I'm going to be able to fully share with you and explain God, all right? And so I just, that cannot happen. So I'm not going to be going to say that I'm going to paint the greatest picture. I don't think that's possible for anybody to fully grasp who God is. And so I'm not going to pretend to do so. But I think there are things that we can learn. I read this quote, and I actually like this. I think, again, it's, uh, I can agree with it. Almost, almost, I guess, disagree. And it says this, author unknown. It says, anyone who knows God can't describe him. And anyone who can describe God doesn't know him. <laughs> anyone who knows God can't describe him, and anyone who can describe God doesn't know him. And so, I, again, I agree with and disagree because I think we can know him. I think we can describe him, and we always need to preface it with saying, I can't describe who he fully is, amen, because he's bigger than what I know. He's so much greater. But there are some things that we can do. We can look at the truths of what Scripture says, we can look at what the Bible says, and we can get to know him more. We can get to know who he is. And so I want to give you three this morning. And the first thing that we need to know when it comes to us using this term, saying this word, number one is this, there is only one true God. Come on, amen. Come on, give God praise for that right there, amen. Give him the one true God praise. Amen, like you mean it, amen. I love this. There's only one true God. Now, again, there, there may be many gods, little G's, amen. 
But there's only one true, capital G, big G in the house, God. There's only one true God. Amen. He's the only one. Deuteronomy says it this way in 6.4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's this one God. And so, and it's amazing. I love it. He looks out through time and he says, man, there are no other gods besides me. I am the only one true God. And it's, it's wild today. I don't know if you're recognizing this. I don't know if you're seeing this happen. I hope, I hope your eyes are open to this. But the name of God is under attack today. It's under attack today. We saw this with the name of Jesus. And it was, it was, it began with that. Again, and we know this, Jesus is God. It was the one who came from heaven to earth to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us in the person of Jesus. But this is a name. It, that name, Jesus, began to be under attack many years ago. And it was, it was, it was what I've watched this happen. They would attack the name of Jesus. And if you would use that name, then you would ruffle feathers. Now, you can say God all day long. Matter of fact, it was okay to say God. You can, you can say God all day long, but again, you couldn't use the name Jesus. I don't know if you've seen this, but now we're seeing now an attack, not only on the name of Jesus, on the name of God himself. It's, it's so sad. It breaks my heart. I received this email Friday and uh, it was an article that was sent, and it became a confirmation to me to why God had put this message so heavy on my heart and why I was unable to get away from it and, I, and wanting to talk about mamas and how much I love y'all, but he would not let me get away from this. And then I read this article, and it was like a confirmation to my heart why it's so important that we declare God in this land while we speak and declare who he is so fully. I received that this was on churchleaders.com. Now, churchleaders.com is just one of the email groups that I'm on and that, again, send out articles of things happening in our world. And, and, and it did this. It, the title, when I opened it up on churchleaders.com, the title of this article was entitled, President Biden becomes first president to omit God from the National Day of Prayer proclamation. Now, it goes on. This is how the article begins to read, and, and it's okay to be silent in here when you start talking about stuff like this. I understand. But this is the first time a president has failed to mention God. National Day of Prayer? The one, we, the one it's about and the one we're talking to? Is this, it goes on. This is the first time a president has failed to mention God in the history of making this proclamation since the observance was created. Now, I'm not mentioning this to get political. Because if you know me, you know I'm not political. I mean, I, I, if politics frustrates me, man. I don't know how some of you guys listen to so much talk, to radio, so much stuff. And because and it, it does so much to frustrate me. But, but again, I'm not trying to get political in this. And, and I'm, this ain't about, I'm, getting, I'm not trying to get, get on you about how you voted. But listen, this, this should do something. This should disturb. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're like one of the in-between independent or you ain't figured it out 
fellowship. If you are a Christian, this should disturb us. This should grieve our heart that a president who is representing us, who, who is representing our nation, he doesn't represent me. Yes, he does if you're an American. And so this is sad for me. This grieves my heart. I truly believe it grieves the heart of Father God himself. I believe it grieves the Holy Spirit. So I'm not coming against a person today when I say that. I'm coming against an all-out assault of the enemy to remove God from America. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. As long as this church is in existence, God will never be removed from the United States of America. He will never be pulled off the throne. He will always be in charge. Come on, let's give God a standing ovation. Let's give God a praise. We should not allow that. We should speak up and declare God again. And it's sad. We look at the money and it's in God we trust, but now we're trying to in every way get rid of the money. Don't tell me there's not a plan in place. Don't tell me there's not an agenda out there to remove him from our nation. It's clear. It's so evident today. And again, it's just, and again, it's not one person. That's not one man. That's an organization of the enemy. It is a spiritual attack against the, the nation again today that we once said it is in you, God, that we trust. And it's in you that we proclaim. And this is the truth today. There's only one. There's only one God. Deuteronomy goes on to say, verse 35, he says, To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord himself is God. Oh, man, there is none other besides him. Oh, man, and he's the only way. Listen, he's the only one. He is the only way. And there's only one way to get to that God in heaven, seated on the throne. It's through the person of Jesus. And there is no other. I don't care what any celebrity is telling you today. I don't know what the world system is trying to say, that there's many roads. Listen, there's one road. There's one way to one God. And this is it. By definition, just God, if you look it up, listen, this is the definition. The one supreme being. The creator and ruler of the universe. Do you understand why they want to remove him? Do you understand why the enemy is out to remove him? Of course, again, if we can remove the supreme one, if we can get him out of the way, we can be him. We can elevate ourselves to that position. We can put others in that place. We can set up an antichrist one day. Please understand, I taught this whole revelation thing, and it set things up, and there's a reason behind everything that's going on right now. And so again, if we can remove him, we can make room for the other one. If we can remove the fake one, we can, or we can move the real one, we'll make room for the fake one. Amen. So again, and it's an all-out assault, but tell your neighbor this, they say there's only one God. There's only one. And number two is this, this is this. God is revealed in only three distinct persons. There again, he is only revealed in three distinct persons. We see Jesus himself while he was here giving the great commission to his people. In Matthew 28, verse 19, he said this, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
and, and, and there were no others. He said, go baptize in that. That is the one. And so again, we believe this in three distinct persons. Now, when I say that, it can put in your mind like a flawed being because, again, the persons of us and who we are. But when we say that and we use that term, please understand, we're not talking about a flawed human being. All right, we're just trying to put in perspective the best way that we can in any way that we can. And I believe the Bible presents this clearly, that a person, when it comes to the person of who God is, is one who does this, who is personal, who is relational, who is speaking, who is thinking, who you can have feeling and interaction with. So when I say the person of God, that's what I'm speaking about. And so again, it's distinct, it's clear. That in, in the Bible, there are only three distinct persons who, do, who can carry that name. The first one is this. The first one is God the Father. Amen. It is him and him alone. 1 Peter 1, 2 says this. The elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. All right. In, in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. So again, we, we see this. It is God the Father. When Jesus taught the disciples how to pray and taught us, modeled this for us, he did it this way. He said, I want you to pray our Father who art in heaven. Oh, Father, it's Father, it's Father and it's you, God. And, and he is the first part that we see here, the first person of God that we see here today. It is God the Father. Now, listen, I, we, love, we love the mothers, but there's not God the mother. There's only God the Father that we see this. That would be a slap into his face to, to, to call a father a mother. Now, again, uh, we, now we do see some things, and I love this. We see some attributes and characteristics and, and natures of God, and I believe those naturistics and characteristics come out better sometimes in mothers, and y'all do a far better job than daddies do sometimes. And that's just the truth. And, I, and so, again, I, I, I think it's true. I, I believe mothers, you love to communicate. And it's just beautiful, man, and, and how well you do that. I, I believe that came from you being made in the image of God, and I believe that come from God, but that is put in you, and sometimes it just shows up better in moms. All right? That is your life. You know, that was the conversation. He was done. You know, he, that was it. Mama's like, come here, honey, and talks and, and just want to have this conversation. But they, I think, again, moms, y'all do it well. Moms just kind of know stuff. <laughs> Leave it at that. Mothers, I believe you're more gracious a lot of times. And again, as a Mother's Day, we honor you. I believe you're more gracious than daddies a lot of times. I believe you're more patient most of the time than, than daddies are, than fathers are. And, and I believe you're even more thoughtful than guys are for the most part. But listen, we have to understand, it is God the Father. And that is the only way he is described. He is also described, again, the second person is God the Son. All right, that's then the person of Jesus. And so we're not saying God the daughter. So again, I just want to put it in perspective. It doesn't even make sense. Again, it'd be a slap into the face of the person of who Jesus is. And so I won't go into much, but we did this week one of this series. Why Jesus? If you missed it, go listen to it. But John 20, 28, he says this. After Thomas comes to see Jesus, looks at the, 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 the holes in his hands, the holes in his side, and he says this, Jesus says, and Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. 
He, he just looked at him. And man, Jesus wasn't correcting that, that terminology because he was God in the flesh. Emmanuel, Jesus is God who came to earth to be with us. Third person of this is God the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I love this. And one of our whys is going to be during this time, why the Holy Spirit? And we're going to talk about that. So again, not spend much time there, but one passage that makes it so clear that the Holy Spirit is God, not just some force, not just some out there, not an it. It's a, it's a person of the Holy Spirit. It said this in Acts chapter 5, Peter said this to Ananias, and why, Satan, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? All right, you can read the whole story. It's, it's tough. And uh, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not, uh, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So the Holy Spirit is God, man. We're going to, and this, I'm telling you, I can't, I'm excited about that one. That's going to be fun. But why the Holy Spirit? Again, that's the three persons of who we see. That's, again, there's no others in Scripture that, again, that call him, give him that name. We see him, again, described so beautifully in so many ways. But that is a person. Only those three ways. Now, thirdly, I want to do it this way. I, I, I want to give you only Three attributes, again, of who he is. Now, this, again, there's so much about God, so much more to this. But an attribute, just, again, the definition is this. It's a characteristic or an errant part of someone. So, again, this is a characteristic. So when we think about this God, there, again, so many things should come to our mind. Holy. Oh, man, this holy, beautiful God, this sovereign God who reigns, this mighty God. So many terms could come to mind. And I, and I promise you this, whatever your view of God is, it's not big enough. Amen? So whatever it is, it's not big enough. So, so let it just continue to grow. And, and, and I, I love this. Billy Graham said this about God, and this is what it should do for us. And you can tell who's in this room, who, who's behind this. It says, talk about God can become dreary and lackluster if God isn't in you. Billy Graham, blame him. All right. But talk about God can become dreary and lackluster if God isn't in you. Amanda, I love the opposite of that. If he is in us, amen, it should do something in our hearts. It should stir something in our spirit. Again, how important it is. But just three. Again, time's sake. These are three attributes, again, to describe him. First one is this. I love this. It is his omnipresence. I love this, his omnipresence. It means he's all present. And when we're singing that, man, never once did I ever walk alone, man. Never one time did you leave me on my own. Not one time. How does he do that? Because he's God. Because that's who he is. And so again, that God is everywhere. It's beautiful. Man, we're down here today in Malden, in Simpsonville, in Malden, South Carolina, in, in, in this area, lifting up, honoring that God. But you know something, man, the same God is receiving glory right now in other parts of the earth, in other places around the world right now, who those who are calling on that name. I love this. It's so beautiful. Psalm 139.7 says this, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Man, I don't know if you see that. that, that these types of things about God, these attributes, 
used to kind of like, like scare me a little bit, man, mess with me. And I guess in some way it can if you let it. When you start thinking about this things about God. But man, this should comfort us. Man, that right now, there's not one thing that I'm facing that he's not with me. There's not one thing I'm going through. There's not one thing I will go through. There's not one thing you're going to face tomorrow. There's not one thing you're going to deal with maybe years from down the road. Down the road. Listen, listen. if you have turned over and given everything over to him, he is with you. And it is so comforting to know this. And I love this. It's so good. Jesus went on in that great commission after he told them, man, baptize them in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Man, do this. And I love it. And he said it this way, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. In 2820 of Matthew. And he said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So good. And, and it's so good. It's, I guess why you have to understand who God is. Because he, again, he made it so clear because Jesus himself said, I'm going away. I have to, but I'm going to send another, the Holy Spirit to you. And so again, that's how today, again, he's with us and he is with us to the end. And so listen, tell your neighbor this morning, man, tell him, say, you're not in this thing by yourself. Come on, tell him, say, you are not in this thing by yourself. I love it. He is all present. Number two. His, his omniscience is so incredibly beautiful. It means this. He's all-knowing. Again, man, I used to mess with me, man. I mean, listen, that he knows. And so, again, in the sense of this word, past, present, future, this God knows. And I love it. And, again, this doesn't scare me now. Listen, he means he knows the end from the beginning. And as long as I keep walking with him, man, I'm coming through. I'm coming out. This is so good that he knows all. And again, it's so incredible. David tried to describe it. Psalm 147, 5. Great is our Lord. Great is our Lord. And mighty in power. And his understanding is infinite. Oh, man, it is infinite. Listen, the glory of God, the goodness of God. The all-knowing God. And so this is why, again, it's so important that that's the God you follow. Because this is what it means. He knows what you need. He knows, listen, who needs to be in your life. He knows who needs to be removed. He knows. And so, again, when we start looking at all the things that he knows, and I, I love it. And this is why it's so important, man, that, again, we're so limited in what we know, but the Spirit of God knows all things. And so, again, when we get in him, listen, we have wisdom. We get knowledge. He gives us all the things that we need. And so we ask of those things. I love this. The disciples speaking to Jesus in John 16, 30, it says, it said, for now we are sure that you know all things. I mean, listen, now we are sure that you know all things. You need to come to a, a moment in your life where you say, God, you know everything. All right, so I'm not going to hide it from you anymore. I'm not going to fake and act like everything's okay when, I, when you know it's not. I mean, aren't you, th- I'm thankful, I hope you have people in your life that can pick up on things when you're, when you're being fake. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
I hope you have those people. If not, I'm going to pray those people into your life, man, that you, that you get those kind of people, man. And, and it's so important that you have that, that you need those people. But you look at them, you smile, and you glory to God, hallelujah. Everything's good. And they're like, you're lying. Hey, man, you're lying. And I, I used to meet with a guy. We had breakfast once a week every, every, every uh, Friday morning. Yeah, man, and I sat there, I was holding him accountable, encouraging, discipling him in some areas, and I went through, I have a big list, I had a big questions, and we, we talked, we get real, and he answered all these questions one day, and he was like, I'm good, 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 we got through, and I said, bro, you are lying, <laughs> he's teared up, man, and he said, you're right, and uh, listen, but do you understand this, God knows everything, and listen, he loves you anyway, he knows you. So the top says this, for now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. And by this we believe that you came forth from God. Man, I love this. He's all-knowing. And third and final this morning is this. It is the omnipotence of God. If you don't know what that means, it means that God is all-powerful. And if he is all-powerful, that means the enemy has no power. Listen, it's, this does so much for us when we get this, that he is supreme. He is the one. Do you understand this? God doesn't have to have a board meeting to bless you. He doesn't have to take a vote to, to, to bless you. Amen. He can bless you anytime he wants to, man. He is God and he is all powerful. And listen, I know they're trying to exalt and lift up others and trying to lift up other gods and other names, but none of them are all powerful. There are none of them. Jeremiah put it so clear in 32, 17, when he, he just is in awe of God. He said, hallow God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. In your outstretched arm, there is nothing too hard for you. Come on, somebody needs to say that to themselves right now. There's nothing too hard for you, God. There is nothing too hard for you, God. I want you to stand with me, please. And once you stand, if you would, I'm going to ask you to just go ahead and just right now, just go ahead and just close your eyes. Just bow your hands and and don't worry about anyone else, anything else in this room. I want you to pull a three-year-old Adam right now. And just think about God. Wow. Not the God this world is trying to paint a picture of. Not a God, listen, today that the media is trying to portray or maybe even a close person in your life is trying to portray God. Not even right now a God that the church has even failed to proclaim clearly. Listen, I want you to focus on what we've heard today in his word, what he says about himself. And this is what we know about God is that he's good. He loves us. And man, we're declaring it over this house and his banner over us is love. And he loves you so much. And I love how God said this early on in a conversation with Moses. And he said it and he put it in place. He put it in plan. He said, I am that I am. Listen, I want you to understand what that means. It's so vast, so large, so big what he says there. 
And it's not everything. He's not saying, I am everything you want me to be. He's saying, I'm everything that you need me to be. May we not miss that. May we understand that today. Because what we need and what we want sometimes are two different things. It's two different things. And first of all, listen, I want to ask you, do you know this God that I'm speaking of today? Do you know him? And again, we can't know him fully. His ways are so much bigger, they're so much better. But you can have a personal encounter with him today. And it is today. This is why this is so beautiful, because it is the, it is the Holy Spirit that draws you to this Father. And it is because of the sacrifice of the Son that we can know why God? Why God? Listen, right now, if you don't know him, if you haven't surrendered your life to him, if you're not getting to know him more, listen, right now, this is a day you surrender and say yes. And if you today are saying, man, I've prayed a prayer, I've started, I I met him, but man, I want to get to know him so much more. I want to get to know him so much more. Listen, if you want to know God more, right there where you're standing, lift up both hands as high to heaven as you can get them. Yeah, as high to heaven as you can get them. Father, I want to know you more. Man, I hope that's your heart today. It should be the heart of every person in this room. If you're online right now, if you're not driving and you're able to do this, listen, you should pause right now. You should stop what you're doing and lift up your hands to him and say, God, I want to know you more, God. I want to know you more, Lord. And this omnipotent, omniscient, amen, omnipresent God is here. He knows and he can today do whatever you need him to do in this room. If you need God this morning in your heart, if you need God today in your life, you need him to do something in your situation right now, I want to ask you to do this. If you need prayer, today for any reason. I just want you just to go ahead and just ask the person beside you either just say, excuse me or go with me. Do this, just do this. Excuse me or go with me. But if you need prayer, if you want to get to know God more, I want to invite you to this. Just come. I want you to come down. And listen, I want to, our prayer team is going to join you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to spend time going after that God in this room today. And so I just want to know this morning, listen, I want to know him more. I want to know him more. And listen today, if you have need of prayer for any reason, that's why we go to him. That's why we pray, because he's here. He knows, and he's the answer. So worship team ministers and song, if you're watching online, please let us know today how we can pray for you. Please let us know how we can join you. And if you want to surrender your life to Christ, listen, we're going to be down front. Grab one of the prayer warriors. Grab myself, one of the other leaders. Listen, I want to introduce you to Jesus. I want to introduce you to the one who changes everything. And today as we honor and worship him, if you don't need prayer this morning, I believe it's your heart today and that you want to know him more. Would you spend these last few moments in this service setting everything else aside and just getting to know him more, getting to know him more and worshiping him for who he is. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. 
If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.